Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, this is Jason Greenblatt on The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. Today we have a special edition of The Diplomat. I want to talk about an important topic that goes in and out of the news, but really it should stay in the news and people should be talking about it more. The Beijing Winter Olympics. As many of you know, the U.S. has called for a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics. Other countries have as well. We wanted to know what you thought about this boycott and about the Beijing Winter Olympics. We ran a poll on the Newsweek Instagram page. This episode is going to talk to you about the results of that poll, as well as what some of the other people are saying about it. Take a listen. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. In December, the U.S. announced a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. This was quickly followed by Australia, Britain, and Canada. So what's a diplomatic boycott? That's one that prevents only government officials from attending. So why did the U.S. announce the diplomatic boycott? Well, Jen Psaki of the White House, the spokesperson at the White House, said it was because of the genocide and crimes against humanity in Xinjiang. The Biden administration will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics and Paralympic Games, given the PRC's ongoing genocide and crimes against uh, humanity in Xinjiang. By the way, Xinjiang is an area in the northwest of China. According to an article in the New York Times, the Chinese government has cracked down harshly on Uyghurs and other predominantly Muslim ethnic minorities in that region, including with mass detentions, forced use of contraception, and sterilization. China, by the way, denies this. Are U.S. athletes speaking out? So far, only a few have made public comments. Here's one comment from Evan Bates, an American ice dancer, who said in October, Speaking on behalf of all the athletes, I can say human rights violations are abysmal, and we all believe that, you know, it's it's really, it tears the fabric of humanity. When he was asked what he meant more specifically, He said, if you're asking what's happening in China regarding the Muslims, it's terrible. It's awful. In an opinion piece written by Charles Lane in the Washington Post on December 28th, Charles writes that the diplomatic boycott is not the strongest gesture, but it's better than nothing. I don't know, folks. If you think the game should be boycotted, is this standard of it's better than nothing really the standard we want to hold to? That doesn't make any sense to me. Charles also suggests that people take a strong stand by not watching the Olympics, let them read a book instead, he says, or go for a walk, he suggests. Okay, now let's think about the athletes who have trained for years to get to this point. Is it fair to them to insist that they don't boycott the games? Jan Saki, the press secretary of the White House, said of the athletes, we will, be, we will be behind them 100%. We will be behind them 100% as we cheer them on from home. We will not be contributing to the fanfare of the games. By the way, no foreign spectators will be allowed at the games. The reason given is because of coronavirus. Is that true? 
I'm not sure. I don't know. Nobody really knows. Is a diplomatic snub by the U.S., Australia, Canada, and the U.K. enough? Should these countries have asked their allies to join in the diplomatic boycott? And did they? We don't know either. It's a tough debate, folks. So what are some of the people saying about this issue? Look, I've been calling for us not to let our athletes go to Beijing for a long time now. Uh, I really regret that the leadership in the United States and the IOC has failed these athletes. We shouldn't prop up Xi Jinping. This will become known as the Genocide Olympics. That was former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley, and Senator Tom Cotton think the diplomatic boycott is too weak. A joke, Nikki Haley called it. Senator Tom Cotton said that China's committing genocide and we need a complete boycott, not half measures. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo pointed out that the Chinese Communist Party does not give a rip about a diplomatic boycott. Here's Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. But for heads of state to go to China in light of a genocide that is ongoing while you're sitting there in your seats, it really begs the question, what moral authority do you have to speak again about human rights any place in the world? Senator Marco Rubio said he did not think there was any other option. He couldn't imagine sending U.S. government representatives to the Olympics, but he didn't want to punish the athletes by calling for a complete boycott. Senator Ted Cruz similarly said that it would be a mistake to call for a boycott by our athletes, pointing out that this was the same sentiment that led Jimmy Carter to do this in 1980 when the former Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. I think it's a mistake to have a full boycott of the Olympics. You know, Jimmy Carter tried that in the 1970s. All it did was punish a generation of athletes. We've got young men and young women, Americans, who spent their whole lives practicing for this moment. I don't want to punish those young athletes. Senator Cruz also pointed out the importance of shining a light on the atrocities of China and called for American companies not to advertise with the games. The United States Olympic Committee voted to boycott the Summer Olympic Games in Moscow. And I have notified the Olympic Committee that with Soviet invading forces in Afghanistan, neither the American people nor I will support sending an Olympic team to Moscow. It's important we do two things at the Olympics in China. Number one, that we actually show the courage the Women's Tennis Association is showing to call out the murder, the genocide, the torture, the lies, the complicity in COVID-19 of the Chinese Communist government, to speak the truth. And then number two, I really hope our young men and women that they go over there and kick their commie asses. We need to win in the Olympics. Senator Mitt Romney stood by the diplomatic boycott as a way to send a message without punishing the athletes who he said, together with their families, sacrificed enormously over their lives. He suggested NBC broadcast some of the depredations carried out by the Chinese Communist Party. China, of course, criticized the diplomatic boycott. Their foreign ministry spokesperson said that the U.S. was attempting to interfere with the games because of ideological prejudice based on lies and rumors. Not to be outdone, the Chinese embassy said, no one would care whether these people would show up or not, and it will have no impact whatsoever. Again, tough questions, folks. I'm sure there was a ton of debate inside the White House. I'm sure it was a struggle. I would have liked to have listened to how they debated it and how they reached their conclusions. What's really important is what do my listeners think? Well, we did a poll, and here's what they thought. First off, 76% of you knew why the diplomatic boycott was announced. 24% said no, they did not know. As to the diplomatic boycott by the U.S. and some of its allies, 78% of you said it was the right decision. 22% of you said it was not. 
Should each country that announced a boycott encourage athletes to follow suit? 56% of you said yes, 44% said no. And finally, should the athletes boycott the game on their own, even if they're allowed to play? 66% of you said yes, 34% of you said no. So, listeners, I encourage you to think about all this. Talk to your friends, kids, colleagues, and family. One common thread in all this is we need to get smarter on what's happening in China with respect to the Uyghurs. It's an important point now because we have we have the Olympics. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. But let's not let the Olympics come and go and then no longer pay attention to the Uyghurs. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's have a voice. Let's, as Senator Ted Cruz and others have said, shine a bright spotlight on this and let's not let the moment pass without trying to take action. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek. We've had a great roster of guests in 2021, and we have a great roster of guests coming up in 2022. Really, some really exciting guests. A lot of topics that we've spoken about. If you missed any of the episodes, please do scroll back and listen to them. If you found the podcast informative, please do share it and my other podcasts with your friends, family, and colleagues. You can listen to The Diplomat on Apple, Spotify, and wherever your podcast can be heard. Do follow me on Twitter at GreenblattJD. And do go to Amazon and pre-order my book that's coming out. The book's title is In the Path of Abraham. I discuss Donald Trump, how he made peace in the Middle East. Talk about the Abraham Accords, what we did at the White House with respect to Israel, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, the UAE, and others. Do pre-order it by going to Amazon, searching my name, Jason Greenblatt. I'm Jason Greenblatt. This is The Diplomat, brought to you by Newsweek.